You're listening to The Last Chance Dynasty with Bobby King on Sirius XM Radio. All right, Tony. Tony. We're having a good day. Everybody, welcome back to The Last Chance Dynasty. This is the last hour. If you miss anything, you can always catch up wherever you get your podcast at. This is going to be the last segment of the day. Thank you for joining us. If you've been here all three hours, we appreciate it. Always appreciate your support here on SiriusXM. Now, let's talk a little college football, shall we? I didn't want to talk about the story. Again, this is similar to the Gary Finkel story, which, by the way, there is an update with that. We'll get, we'll get to that here in a minute. Texas is now in the headlines. More specifically, their receiver, Marcus Johnson, which now he's not making headlines with the stats, but rather what he's done. After their most recent bye week, he returned to the team late, which is already a bad sign. He returned speaking Arabic, which, hey, you pick up a new language. That's fine. He started inviting teammates to come meet his new friends. He was even told multiple times during film sessions to turn off his phone because he was watching live leak videos at a high volume. Well, it gets stranger. Whenever they were playing Oregon State, an FS1 reporter ran into Marcus Johnson. She was getting coffee. It was in the morning. She didn't have her crew with her or anything like that. But she recounts the story. She tells that she turned after getting her coffee, which no doubt had coffee and creamer, like any normal person. Johnson was there. She asked him about the allegations and rumors that had been floating around the Twitterverse, half expecting him to deny it. And he did. But then she says that he brought up 9-11. For 15 minutes, she says that he reenacted 9-11 with his hands as puppets. It started off on the mornings of the attack with one hand as a tower and the other hand as an airplane. She said that he made sounds, explosion sounds, plane sounds. And at the end of the 15 minutes, it ended with one hand being a gravestone and the other a mourning wife crying over the deceased firefighter. Now, I wasn't going to say anything about this. I wasn't going to give it any kind of juice or energy or gas. That was until the post-game conference in which Herman said this. Um, you know, we've got a ton of work to do, obviously. That's all he said. And it shouldn't mean anything. But it means something to me. You see, him addressing it at all speaks volumes. He didn't have to say anything directly about it. But the fact that he's heard about it, knows about it, and is addressing it, and even that soundbite tells me that there's something there. Now, I would be very interested to see what a NFL GM has to say about this. Now, Marcus Johnson is only a sophomore, granted, 
but he's pretty good. Some experts have him going second, even third round. How would you be able to draft someone that's done this? I would be very interested to hear what they have to say. Maybe we will. Maybe I'll have to get one of them on the phone. I don't know. Speaking of um, allegations, Mr. Finkel over there in Missouri. Well, I said last Friday that uh, it was just rumors. I said, don't worry about it. They're rumors. You don't need to worry about it. If you're a Missouri fan, you need to worry about Christian Govea because he is your new coach. You need to worry about getting past teams like Clemson, which utterly obliterate you. Well, I'm eating my words. They're not just rumors. They're true. It has been released that he was arrested and he's been charged with what? We don't know. Tony, do you know? He doesn't know either. We don't know. And we might not ever know. I, I, would, I would like to know why. The caller last week, I apologize. I almost laughed you off. I didn't think you were telling the truth. I, I don't know. I just thought it was rumors. Okay? People are going to be tweeting at me for that. No doubt. It's okay. Tweet at me. I like it. You get very creative with your insults. Now, Tony, let me ask you something. Did you watch any football? You did? You watched some football Saturday? Then you know what I'm about to say. The herd lost to Washington, and I called it. If you listen to my show, I told you they were going to lose. I didn't predict that they were going to lose to Cal, but to Washington? <laughs> you knew they were going to lose in the first 15 minutes. It was 28-0 at the end of the first quarter. It was over. You know why? Because the herd have quit. The stampede is done. I, they're asleep at the wheel. North Dakota State's done, and I don't know why. Now, I have some theories. I, I think their backup, Carson Wentz, he's, he seems like a pretty good guy. I've seen his tapes in practice. I mean, hell, I think he could play the NFL level. I, you know, saying he could you know, go to a Super Bowl, that's a little bit of a stretch, but would be surprised. Guy's good, but they're not going to start him. I don't know why. You know what, Todd? Did I just call you Todd? Tony. I'm sorry. He's shaking his head. Tony, I want, I want you to get the I want you to get the head coach of North Dakota State. I don't even know his name. I don't, that's how little I care about them. Get him on the phone. Tell him I want to interview him sometime at the end of the season. I want to hear him. I want to hear him. He needs the answer for this. This is out of control. Tony, this is out of control. North Dakota State. They've given up. They're asleep at the wheel. They don't know what's going on around them. They've, they're out of the game. They, have, they still have games to play. They have Texas with crazy Marcus Johnson on there. North Dakota State, what have you done? The god plane has crashed into the mountain. Exactly. The plane has crashed into the mountain. It's done. It is a fireball on the side of a mountain. I'll tell you who else fell off, Tony. NC State. NC State's done. Now, here's the thing. 
about NC State. They had a chance to go to the title game. They had a chance, a legitimate chance. Now, if you're asking me, I think Purdue would have jumped them. I think Purdue is going to beat Texas A&M. I think that would have catapulted them over NC State. But, hey, there's a chance. There's a chance when you don't lose. There's no chance when you lose. And there's definitely no chance now whenever you're playing Georgia Tech with nothing to play for. Now, last week I said Georgia Tech wouldn't be surprised they beat them by 30. Now it's a guarantee. I don't know what the spread is on the game. Tony, can you pull it up? I don't know the spread. But I'll tell you this. NC State is going to get the doors blown off of them. If that spread is anything lower than 25 points, take Georgia Tech in because they're going to run them into the ground. Georgia Tech, they still have a shot at the title. Now, last week, I, I also said that I was laughing at Georgia Tech for thinking they have a shot. Now, let me get into it. Let me get into the Vegas odds. Let me go ahead and do that. Here we go. Now, here's the top five. If you're looking at just the top five without the Vegas odds, it goes as followed. Alabama, number one. Purdue, number two. Georgia Tech, number three. Texas A&M. And then Texas. Here are the Vegas odds. Alabama, this is to win the national championship, not just go. Alabama is a 3-1 to odds. Purdue, 7-1 to odds. Texas A&M, 10-1. to Georgia Tech, 12-1. to Texas, 20-1. to Texas A&M is third in the odds. They're 10-1. to That's not crazy. If they beat Purdue, which I don't think they will, but if they do... They have a legitimate shot. They can do it. So, I like Texas A&M. I like him. I think Johnny Manziel, I've already said it before, he shrinks under pressure. When, it, when it's the big stage, he doesn't show up. And that's okay. Because he's already number one Heisman still. If I had a vote, I'd vote for Akeem Kevin Nash. I think he's really good. But, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel, he wants, to, uh, he wants to show up when they play no one and win a Heisman. That's okay, but you're not going to win a title like that. Now, Purdue, 7-1 to odds. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. Alabama is the, is the people's champion. They're the favorite, and nothing wrong with that. Uh, Texas A&M, 10-1, to fair. Georgia Tech, 12-1. to mm. I don't see how they're going to get there. I don't see Purdue or Texas A&M losing. Now, if you look at the coaches' poll, this is a little bit surprising. All 61 of those dumbass coaches have voted for Alabama. I already said they were stupid when what, 22 or 26 of them voted for NC State. And look what happened. NC State fell like a sack of rocks because they're idiots. They voted all for Alabama, doubling down their stupidness. Purdue doesn't get a single vote. Are you kidding me? Those are coaches. Those are the same coaches that uh, put Mettenberger in. <laughs> Those are the same coaches that uh, coach teams that wear green and yellow. Those are the same coaches that get hired from the NFL. Those people are voting. But, hmm, what am I? I'm just a talk show host. I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, if it is Purdue versus Alabama, and I want to talk about this a little bit more when we get closer to it, but if it is Purdue versus Alabama, it's going to be close. 
I don't think Purdue is going to be able to match up physically with Alabama. They're much bigger. But I do think Purdue has a little bit of shiftiness. I love their coach. I think he's a smart guy. He's gotten this Purdue team. They lost the first game in North Dakota State. Surprising. That's called an upset, folks. Not, not North Dakota State losing to Washington. Because here's the thing. I got a lot of tweets. Last week, I said North Dakota State was going to lose to Washington. And then later in that episode, I said, there's not going to be any upsets. Now, people tweeted at me like I was wrong. But if you listen to it, I'm right. That's not an upset, folks. That's a better team beating a worse team. That's not called an upset. I don't care who you are. Now, North Dakota State beating Purdue, that's a different story. But the coach got him back on the right track. Now, Alabama's coach, I mean, good as they come. He is too sweet. He is as good as they come, and he's going to get that team ready. I don't think they're going to lose. They play Clemson. Tough game. You know, Clemson's a tough opponent for teams that aren't Alabama, for teams like, you know, LSU. LSU, I love them. I think they're going to do really good next year, but they need a quarterback. Now, maybe they get one in a few years, you know, 2019, maybe they get a quarterback. But I, I, I right now, I don't see it happening. Um, Purdue, Alabama, that's your natty, folks. Most likely that's your natty. Now, like I said, we'll talk about it when we get closer. Uh, Tony, what are we dealing with here? We got time for a phone call or two? No? All right. Well, that's fine. Um, guess we'll call it a day then, huh? All right. Fine with me. I got no problem with it. Call it a day. We'll take phone calls. Everybody that called, listen, I'm sorry. We didn't get to your phone calls. Call back tomorrow. We'll get you in the first hour. Uh, tell her screener, tell Sandy that you called now, Sandy, she's a dictator on that phone. She might not let you through, but if she does, you know, maybe it'll help. It'll help if you say that uh, you called at the end of the hour. All right, folks, this has been the last chance dynasty. I'm Bobby King. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting us. However you are just by listening and supporting us, make sure to tune in tomorrow for the last chance dynasty. Goodbye folks. <laughs>